Tatiana Monet, and this is Talk to Tot, real people, real talk, real life, okay? So this is my first video for 2024. I'm very excited to get back into making videos. I stopped for a while. Life was life in. Everybody can relate to that. But I do want to give a big shout out to my support system for just encouraging me and filling me up with positivity. And I want to, besides myself, I want to give a shout out to God because without him, I wouldn't be here today and just continuing to persevere. So with that being said, I wanted to talk about something this week that was really pressing. And I have had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with people in my circle. And it seems like everybody has been going through quite a bit of loss. And I wanted to more importantly talk about my loss that happened in 2022. I lost my dad. And navigating through year one, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Words can't describe it. Stutter necessary. So uh, getting through grief especially the loss of a parent, especially when your parent is not an old age, uh, where they're kind of snatched from you in a sense. There's no time, granted, there's no time to really prepare for it at all. But when it's like, I was just talking to this dude one day and then the next day he's deceased, it's like, oh, there's no hospital. There was no, you know, like scandal, no crime. It was like, no, like dude body gave out. You know what I mean? Um, based on pre-existing health conditions and stuff like that and just life choices and that is key i do want to let you guys know i'm gonna pause on the on the main topic of what i want to talk about today to just stress to you the importance of taking care of yourself self-care go to the doctor go to a therapist whatever that looks like for you just show up for that because your family needs you, you need you, and you never know who in this world might need you just through your story and your experiences alone, you know what I mean? And so you you should want to stick around for that. You got value. Everybody has value. No matter what is going on in your life or what things are showing up, you got something to say. You matter. You know, we, we're here for a mere second and the footprints that we leave behind definitely help change the trajectory of everything else to come so make your mark you know what i mean i know my dad definitely did even though he was only here for 50 years and 11 months blah 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 you know he definitely made his mark to this day it randomly i'll run into someone every now and then and i'll mention him because he was a really popular dj in chicago and they're like oh yeah i know dj smooth you know blah blah so anyway aside from that take care of yourself please put yourself first that is one of my goals for 2024 but yeah take that do what you wish with it but getting back to the topic that i really wanted to discuss that's been on my heart Getting through year one, it goes beyond the funeral arrangements, the phone calls that are lasting just for the next few days or weeks or maybe even months after the funeral. It's so much more than that. Those first holidays, the birthdays, the applicable, you know, more pertinent holidays to that person like Father's Day or even the fact that like my dad was born on Halloween. So it wasn't just about his birthday. It was halloween too so it's like double whammy you know and then you losing somebody right before the holidays so christmas and thanksgiving when you come from a family that is close-knit and very active it does make things just it's different it's different and there's not always words for it like i said but 
me sharing with you how I got through year one since it happened in 2022, I didn't plan anything. Now, granted, when I first found out, it, I was down here by myself. I mean, granted, I have some relatives here. I'm in Atlanta and my main family, they're all in Chicago. So just having to get some news like that when you're not right there it makes you feel powerless in a sense. Y'all gonna hear my dog like whining and stuff in the background. Just get used to her. Here, come here, Layla. Might as well introduce you right now while we have the time. But this is my Layla. She's gonna look different over time because she's gonna have haircuts and all of those wonderful things. So she vies for my attention 24 seven. You know what I mean? This is my, my ride or die right here. So just get used to her, hearing her, whether I get to edit her out or not. So that's Layla. Layla, baby, right there. All right. But, um, and if you see her in the camera, just, hey, there it is. Cause she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just dealing with the not having a, an immediate person to like right there, right. When you find out that news just to collapse with, to break with or whatever, I had to have that moment alone. Granted, you know, um, like I got family here, like I said, you know what I mean? Like I got my brother here, I got my aunties, got my cousins, you know, um, and I got really good friends that are like family here. But to be in my apartment by myself, finding out that news, that's a lot. That's a lot. I got through it, obviously, but I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Some people are different. Some people want to grieve in silence and in solace good for you that's that's what's up that's your narrative i really didn't have a say in the matter it's, that's just how it showed up at 11 42 at night so with that being said having to navigate that also because i'm out of state and i have closer communication with certain relatives i also had to share that news that's a lot and sometimes when you're going through this grief process in year one, it's not just about you. And I'm not just reducing things down in year one. Let me just say that. But, you know, so having to, I don't want to say put my feelings aside, but hone in on them and kind of hold them together in a way where I have to do something else instead of letting that be the forefront task or emotion. That was a thing too, like delivering news to my grandmother that your son, your firstborn child is deceased. You know what I mean? That was a thing. I had to do that. And who wants to do that? <laughs> who wants to do that? You know, or telling, you know, my other siblings, like your dad passed away or, you know, just my cousins, like whatever, just delivering that type of news all in the same day but still trying to get to that nearest relative in person so that we could just not be alone that that's one thing for me i will say i can't be alone a hundred percent of the time while i grieve grieve is a solo journey grieving is a solo journey however your village should show up for you in times like that and i definitely did have my village you know what i mean i am very grateful for the people that are in my life that choose to be in my life especially when the chips are down when you lose somebody or when something going on in your life your circle whoever shows up in your circle that's that's where it's at because sometimes people choose to not show up you know or they show up and then they disappear on you in the middle of the storm and that's for a whole nother episode because that happened to me too all right uh but yeah just year one uh, that was really day one of year one but just even you know 
getting to the funeral or even just the funeral arrangements like being asked what to put in obituaries and it's just it's a lot it's a lot to have to do at 30 years old even though it happens people lose their parents at different ages and stuff but when you don't see it coming like that it's like boom like some people get to deal with the transitional process because their parent might be in hospice or whatever you know or they just see it coming they feel it coming but when it's like day and night like i'm on the phone with you at this time a few hours later you you're you've transitioned with the lord it's like uh, uh, oh oh that's how it is for some people got it okay all right now I, but i gotta I got to do something with that. I know the type of person that my dad was. He would not want for anybody to be stagnant and put their life on pause and just shut down and stay down. Like, that wasn't him. I couldn't do that. There was a period that I did, though. It was a while. It was like each day felt like hell. Pure hell. Like, beyond what I could even communicate you know uh i am a very communicative person if anybody knows me personally they know i got the gift of gab i can talk but there's a lot of stuff that i don't say and i keep it up here i'm an aquarius we're very mental creatures you know what i mean we're emotional but we're also up here in our heads a lot always running analyzing processing stuff and so there was a lot more that i went through than what i expressed and that's just because that's how I showed up in that time. One thing I learned from my therapist, shout out to her. However you need to show up for yourself to get through something and it's not creating you any harm, do it. I grieved in my own way. I don't base my grief off of anybody else, their process, what happened with them, nothing like that. What I see on TV, because no one dealt with what I dealt with whom I have dealt with none of that like there's only one me in this world period there's only one type of life that is my life that's it you know so I have to deal with it the best way I can at that time and so for several days and weeks I wasn't eating right wasn't sleeping right um, I was and thankfully I was I had left one job and when I left that job to go to another job, there was a waiting period. My dad passed in that waiting period. So, because a lot of times when you lose a, a parent or a relative period, your job give you three bereavement days. The world don't stop. BS. But it don't. And I was fortunate enough to have like, what, two and a half months or something like that where my bills were still paid and everything because of how I set stuff up. But I was able to just really be that dark hermit that I needed to be. I mean, when I tell you, it was to the point where one of my, my sisters, I'm an Eastern star. So one of my sisters called me randomly and was like, where are you at? I said, I'm at home. She said, okay, I'm 20 minutes out. Mind you, she stayed like 45 minutes away. So she was already on her way before she called me. That just shows you the type of person she is. And I love her for that. She was like, yeah, when I get over there, you're going to eat, you're going to bathe, and you're going to get out the bed. And that's exactly what happened. Not in that order, but it happened. And to have people show up for you like that, calling you, you know, sending you cards. Like, I got cards from across the country, literally, 
from just from my network alone of being an Eastern star or just from relatives, like, or even people who just knew my dad, like they knew of me, but they knew him. And it's like them just showing up and checking up on me and, and sending out prayers to me, my family, you know, that stuff goes a really long way. And you see a lot of that in year one. What you also see a lot of in year one is the adjustment to absence, at least for me. I had to deal with whenever I had this really dope idea, I can't call them. Whenever I wanted to share some great news, I can't call them. Whenever I am livid, like I want to do some things. I want to... <laughs> I want to act with some physical, you know, I can't call them. The person who always knew what to say, the person who could explain my DNA, <laughs> I can't call them. Like everybody has their person. You know, we all have our family. Like when I, again, reiterating my village, especially my mother, I will cry over that lady in a minute. I love my mama to death. Love my mom. You got certain people in your life that without them, it's like, yo, how, how would I make it without them? You know, so I'm glad that they're still here. Me losing my dad because of how we identify with one another outside of the fact that we look alike, like he's can't deny me if he tried, but having not, but I don't want to contradict also having that person be the person that knew exactly what to say every single time. Whether I liked it or not. It was to the point where, side note, I'd be upset about something. Like, so upset I'm not even showing it. It's, it's all in here. Just, you know. And he would call my phone and be like, "You, what's wrong with you? You good? You okay? And I'd be like, huh? Like, you know, sometimes you don't want to tell your parents stuff. Because you, you either don't want them to be mad at you or you don't want them to make you feel like what you saying ain't really that big of a deal because there's so much more going on in the world or you just don't want to burden them with your burden you know what i mean like you know he didn't care <laughs> he not he the type he don't like nobody being mad around him he's not with it so he when he called me he said what's wrong he was like i'm gonna ask you again um when your parent says something and they have to say it more than once or they about to when you growing up black or even just minorities period it's like I'm going to do what I'm told. <laughs> so I divulged. I was, I don't can't remember what I was mad about. But when I told him what I was mad about, he was like, okay, but guess what? And I'm like, what? Like, imagine he in Chicago. I'm down here in Atlanta. It's like, what do you mean? Guess what? And so he's like, you still my daughter. Like, it's stuff like that. It's like, that's a fact. That's a blessing. And it got me to laugh for a second. It got me to reduce whatever was going on to how insignificant it was. Because what matters more is what actually matters. Like, yeah, like I got my family. I got my health. I'm present. You know what I mean? It's like without him even having to say all of that. Just by him saying, you my daughter. And I'm your father. You know what I mean? And then, okay. Let me tell you how I feel like you could get through this type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you do this, I'm telling you, blah, 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 blah. So don't cry. 
you know, like, and, and I'm glad you're crying. I'm glad I'm on the phone with you. You know what I mean? And, and something he said that will never leave my brain. Cause when I was like, how did you know I was upset? He said, I could feel it in my chest. I don't have kids. I have Layla. And there's even a little intuition with that. You know, when you just around a person 24 seven, y'all get in tune with each other. You get in sync. You know, that's a, that's a real testament of a bond, right? My dad had that like the the fact that he would say i felt it in my chest that something was wrong so i called you you know what i mean like i hear it all the time because i i'm a avid crime show person so when i hear about how people lost their children or their significant other or whatever their relative and they're talking about how they felt this you know about that specific person it's not something you feel for everybody to that degree. I mean, when you, when, when there's danger, normally we people, we sync up and we sense danger. You know what I mean? But when it's a designated person, that's one of a kind. You know what I mean? Kind of like how some women, they say when they lost their child, they felt it in their womb, you know, um, or when their child, when your children are in pain, you, it's like, you want to take it from them. You will take that pain for them type of thing. You, you feel that for your loved ones too. Or how you just want people to win. Like you, it ain't even about you. And you so happy about your friend or your loved one having gains. You like, I because you, you winning, I'm winning. You know, that that connection. And we we had that. And I don't always want to speak in past tense. Like I do know that he is thankfully with our Lord and Savior. But I also still want to speak life into him. And that's another thing that showed up for me too in year one. Is learning how besides dealing with that absence also still dealing with what's present outside of my wonderful family knowing that there's things that are still existing because of him outside of you know our very existence you know um just being there, like even when i go home if i'm seeing something that my sister does i'm like gosh she looked like him like i mean i do too but like gosh like you know just little stuff that's left around like a person doesn't just leave that's a blessing they leave things behind whether it's they their scent or their clothes or their mannerisms the a moment in time that people can refer back to or they left something physical there you know an item of theirs or something like that those relics i appreciate those and i hone in on those but what also shows up is that longing for them to not just be memories. That for me, going home for that first time, being in the house, the areas that he would frequent more often in the house, because everybody got their little special place in their house. Even though it's their house, it's like there's one area they may prefer over another or they gravitate to more. And just going into those areas where his stuff was, it's just like, man. That was hard. That was hard. I cried like a baby. I don't have no issue with crying, by the way. If anybody know me, T shed a tear. Okay? Tight tears. Okay. I ain't never gonna knock that. I mean, that's a that's a valid expression of emotion for me. And I don't uh I don't become hyper dependent on it where all I'm doing is crying. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, you gotta have have a little skin, you know. But just being home that first time, again, going back to those first, hard, hard. Part of it felt unfair. 
unfortunately is necessary though if you don't get those initial things those moments those milestones unfortunately out the way can't move forward no matter how much you want to bury it and that's one thing that makes me very apprehensive about having the exposure to and getting in close connection with are people who do not deal with things emotionally it's just now it's one thing like some people are trained that way because emotion can compromise whatever they got going on but to me that's it's almost anti-human nature in some instances and I'm not like I don't want to be generalizing and just saying everybody need to be this way or that way I'm not that person at all I'm always that person if you ask me something like well it depends <laughs> so or I'm impartial like my friends hear that they're like oh uh, Todd's impartial okay <laughs> so I'm always impartial because there's always one additional side to something besides what we may already know that's just how I feel on that but I said all that to say with people who are not showing up in their emotions they're not sitting in it they're not processing it they're not even letting the emotions get to the door i'm gonna need you to be over there for a minute because <laughs> i i'm not i'm not at a place yet where i can fully process and be in tune with that because i'm the complete opposite it's not to say that there's no room for it in my life because you know um i do accept people's differences but they have to align where I am right now to some extent. Like as long as it's not producing anything that could be a detriment to me, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Uh, so outside of all of that, just dealing with what still remains, that's a thing. Having to answer people's questions over and over, that's a thing. Having to, losing focus a little bit, there we go. Having to look at someone's stuff that can't be worn that's a thing and i know i'm using the word thing a lot uh that's just the word that's showing up right now i don't know why my little thing ain't focusing the way i needed to okay great yay but not but you're one it also produced something that i didn't anticipate which was a certain level of strength i didn't expect to find strength grieving the loss of my father i expected to just be stuck in this place of being disheveled and just down because a part of me died that's what i feel like a part of me died i still got parts remaining you know what i mean but a part of me is in heaven like dearly beloved <laughs> so Knowing that I have to still move forward, the world's still turning, that's hard. That's hard because everybody else didn't lose your daddy, <laughs> you know. And I get it because I can't sit in someone else's grief. I get it, you know. It's still like, huh. <laughs> And that's the thing. That's a that's a feeling. Sometimes feelings are just words or they're just body language, gestures. And I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. You're one with the strength thing. It got me interested in wanting to figure out, okay, what is this journey that I'm on? It allowed me to, I don't want to say separate from the grief, but analyze it. 
and everyone is more commonly uh familiar with the five stages of grief you got denial you got anger you got bargaining you got acceptance and you got um what's that other one you got denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance after some research i found out there's actually seven and i'm like okay the first one is shock me that's all me and with my stages of grief i'm going in and out of them i don't just go in order and that's it i'm i'll make it to three go back to one then go to five and go back to two and another one the seventh one not any put not in it's not last it's actually number six but it's testing testing happens right before acceptance where you are trying out different solutions to navigate and make the adjustment to what you have been grieving so acceptance i'm not there yet no no i'm not there yet that's something that's beyond science for me that's something that has a a need for divine intervention yeah i'm a firm believer in that and i be i be asking for help navigating through that when i'm in my prayer room uh that's another thing too that in year one when i did all this analyzing self-regulation self-awareness emotional regulation i determined that there needs to be a place for me even in my own home to break a safe space and i created that safe space i have a prayer room in my closet since my closet has a certain size to it i got this really cute pink tuffeted chair from home goods that's my shop okay it's gorgeous and then i also got this cloud light it's led and it changes colors and stuff with the remote and that came from home goods as well it was 9.99 for the light and i believe the tuffeted chair was it's a storage chair too so i could put little knickknacks in there knickknacks uh that was about 70 dollars before my little discount because i used to actually work part-time at home goods many moons ago so i still get my little discount card and i go in there i talk to god it's unscripted it's not only just about me talking to god it's for me to listen or at least position myself to listen just in case he has something to say in that moment. And that's not the only moment that I designate, but I make it a part of my daily routine starting in 2024 that that's what I've been doing so far. And I do see improvements intrinsically. That's that's another thing that is a goal for me. And I'll talk about my goals and stuff like that in another video. But yes, just that analysis that shows up in year one, especially after the first few months. And when you're navigating through those stages of grief, the shock, the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the testing, the acceptance, you find out a lot more about who you are, about the people in your life. There are certain situations I've handled differently because I'm not looking at those people in my life based on the titles that they hold, like your whatever familial tie to me, you know what I mean? Like whether you're a cousin, an uncle, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? I base it off of who are you in that moment and how you've been showing up in my life. 
sometimes that warrants me to give them grace and other times it makes me be like well yeah you may be you may have treated me well based on your title but how you showing up as a person right now it's like mm. boundaries <laughs> and that's that's another thing with that analysis part with grieving it allowed me to set some boundaries and it's ironic that my dad foretold that he had a lot of morbid conversations with us before he passed he he was always that type of guy talking about death not in a creepy way but i feel like he was preparing us just for whatever period like even if it was for him to transition at 80 I, he he was not uncomfortable talking about it by any means. And I remember some of the stuff he would say to me specifically is he was like, man, whoever pissed you off, I feel bad for them when I pass because it's going to be over with. Like, because my dad didn't raise no punk. My dad didn't raise no fool. And he always talked about thinking before you speaking, right? Like my dad, my dad had more of a right brain approach to things where my mom she has a left brain approach to things my mom is like think it through make a plan it, it was a conscious decision you know what I mean take accountability that's that's my mom <laughs> you know what I mean so it was a blessing having a left brain guided parent and a right brain guided parent so that way I'm not just navigating a situation with the same mundane method I can adjust you know, that fluidity and agility, I can better get through something. Or even if it's unconventional, I can still navigate through it. You know, that that's a blessing. And so one of the things, when my dad was talking about how he just, he's, he prayed for the world because if somebody get in my way with something, it's going to be like, yeah, your mouth <laughs> and, and you not can't, I, am I angering you? Man something else you know what i mean uh he said but i do want you to also do this and this goes back to this duality thing which will be explained in another video yes don't take no bull crap from nobody but also love do things out of love that's what he said he said do things out of love and be kind to people and he said he was shaking his finger at me he said be kind to people and i'm like I'll give it a try. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be perfect at it or if that's going to be the first emotion. But I will consider it. He was like, no, I'm serious. I said, I'm serious too. I'm telling you what I'm capable of right now. But Tatiana sitting right here says maybe. Because I don't, one thing I don't like to do is agree to something that I can't, you know, put out. That's, that's not me. I'm telling you how I'm showing up, you know but not but i'm glad he did that i'm glad he said those things because it'd be times where i'm sitting in front of somebody acting a plump fool and i want to call them out and i'm like okay that's a hurt person because a lot of times when you are analyzing yourself and you working on yourself you're better able to gauge who coming up to you like you can't control other people and so me knowing that and being okay with that, I had to accept that. I can't control how people show up to me. What I could control is how far they get. 
like as far as penetrating my emotions and stuff like that i can control that i can control whether i'm in the room or not sometimes or how i take it my perception on stuff and so me having that knowledge about myself better help me navigate especially because when you lose a person that's like a pillar one of the pillars in your life you feel vulnerable you feel a little exposed and you feel like you can like it's easier for you to get taken advantage of or caught up in something because one of your safety nets is not there you know what i mean that broad daylight idgaf person is one of them is not there so you got to move different that's another thing after analyzing my situation just looking at stuff and navigating through this whole year one process is i gotta move different i can't be the same way and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's it's evolving based on my current situation and just being susceptible to that change and that's strength in itself because i'm not letting it take over me and i'm not letting it prevent me from getting to where I need to go. But also knowing that sometimes how that shows up is knowing when to sit back and take a break, knowing my limits. There's been quite a few times where I've had to question, am I taking a break or am I being lazy? And I had to talk to God about that. And sometimes you're not gonna have an answer right up front but other times it's like an answer is not even necessary. If if I'm listening to myself and right now I need to sleep, I'm going to sleep. If I feel like I'm sleeping too much, I'm going to say some encouraging things to get my butt up so I could do what I need to do. Part, like making this video. I could have got up earlier and made the video. I didn't. My body was like, yeah, we're going to make it. But just a few more minutes. A few more minutes. <laughs> you know. And just listening to my own cues and being more aware of my surroundings and the people within that that's a game yeah i lost something big but i gained a lot too it doesn't outweigh what i lost by any means but it's a it's definitely a game and it was a necessary game a lot of times when we lose something and we go through that process of grief we only look at that lost part i know i did i was only looking at how this messed me up because yeah it did it messed me up yeah losing my dad messed me up but that's not fair to the person that you lost like what i do know is he was my dad had him in my life for however long god allowed him to be here that's a blessing and also knowing he left some things behind for me to use for a lifetime can't find that everywhere it'd it be shirts and stuff or articles of clothing we buy we wear it one time and that's it we don't even remember or it'd be moments that we've had and people will remind us of we be like, oh, i did that i believe you you know i can't say that about my dad and that's what's up that's what's up so for year one navigating through it surviving it and being able to sit here and articulate it i'm very proud of myself very because it's not the fact that i went to a dark place 
and because i because i'm not even sitting here saying like oh everything was just smooth and it was a cakewalk no like mentally terrible emotionally a whole like freak show you know it's not like man i'm going and on about that you know even situationally just making certain decisions or just being vulnerable uh being vulnerable where I have a hand in compromising my vulnerability that but mistakes happen because God gives us free will and I've learned how to push through that forgive myself and love myself through that among the other things that people try to contribute as restraining forces in my life and I'm glad those things are gone another video but just knowing that I could go to a dark place and come out of it. I feel like I'm dope. <laughs> I'm dope. Yeah, AF. <laughs> because some people don't recover from that. They go to a dark place and they stay there. They go to a dark place and they allow that darkness to manifest and they continue doing things that take away from their life and what they can do with it. I need to wet my whistle. <laughs> I made me some tea. This is some passion fruit tea that I got from Home Goods. And it's from Tea Now. But the reason why, because when you get it, it's going to be a lighter color, like a, like a golden yellow type of color. The reason why mine, even though this glass that I got from Burlington, it's like a iridescent pink color uh but the reason why i got it to be this color is because i put a little bit of grenadine in it so my passion fruit tea with honey lemon and a touch of grenadine got this color right here had to do that when you talk a lot now i see why on tv shows uh like broadcast shows they keep like water some type of drink right there because when you talk you get cotton mouth but anyway so yeah going to that dark place knowing that it's okay to go to a dark place that goes back to the whole duality thing without light without dark there is no light vice versa so just going to that dark place and knowing i could come out of it i don't have to just vacation there i know it's a it's a quick trip I can go to that dark place, have my moment whenever I need to have my moment and then pop back out. There's security in that. So in a way, I lost the security of my father being physically present. And now I have the security of knowing I can go into this, this dark space and use that to pull a positive out of it. Yeah out of a situation that got so much loss behind it there's some wins in there too there's some wins and i think it's like that's life you know and it's what we do with it so i appreciate y'all for listening to me on my first video for 2024 talking about how i navigated through year one of grieving the loss of my father rest in peace to my father and i want to give a shout out to anyone who decided to really listen to this 
to this video. I hope that you can relate to it. I hope that you were able to gain something from it and that I was able to help in some type of way. Uh, I am a life coach, so me being able to do something that another person can use to make themselves better, that's the reward for me. You know, um, I do challenge everybody to like and subscribe to my channel. I'm posting this on YouTube and I'm also posting this as a podcast. So if you see my information out there on Talk to Tot, real people, real talk, real life, connect, connect, connect with me. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Tatiana Monet. That's my art and wellness page because that's, that's my whole thing, right? My whole aesthetic, my whole motif is to blend art and wellness together to promote a more positive and and healthy living it's about feeling the way you live and living the way you feel that's that's my thing so until next time i do plan on putting these videos out here every week hopefully you know what i mean <laughs> and if anybody has any questions for me I'm an open book. Please reach out to me. Ask me anything. I can address it on here or I can address it with you one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I'll put all my communication links and stuff down there. And just know that it's okay to not be okay. I, I want to, like, leave my videos with something, you know, to carry you on to your next moment. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to do certain things in solidarity, and it's also okay to do things with your village and lean on your village, you know. Um, just have some type of guidance or moral compass, whether that's the Lord or whatever you pour into, whatever is your guiding light, lean on that. That's what they're for. You, Your resources are supposed to be used, you know. So I leave you with that, and I appreciate you. And I hope to see you again next time. <laughs>